Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Thursday live in Los Angeles. It's Holiday Colin in the sweater. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1, one hour from now. If you love fantasy football, you like betting football, just want to get smarter in football, Greg Cosell, NFL Films, our NFL meat sandwich, one hour from now. J-Mac. So a lot of, we got Saturday NFL games. So Saturday, some of the bigger NFL games, I love this time of the year. You get big sports, college football leaves, NFL takes over Saturdays. Tell your wife you can hang with her Friday. Tonight, there's a great football game. Saturday, three NFL. Sunday morning, World Cup finale. Then Sunday football. So Friday night's the one time I can squeeze you in, honey, for the holidays. That's a great idea. I think I'll do that. So one of the interesting games is Tua goes to Buffalo. I had suggested about a month ago, yeah, what if he goes out west against these defenses? What happens when it's cold? He goes up to a Cincinnati or a Buffalo or a Kansas City, and the weather's not warm, and and he gets exposed. Oh, I got major pushback on that. Well, the last couple of weeks, he's faced really, really heavy pass rushes, and he's been absolutely awful. Tim Tebow awful like three for 17 awful and people forget the Tebow thing Tebow won seven straight games and reasonable people excellent NFL people lost their collective minds I was at ESPN like coaches like players it's divine intervention he can't throw a 25 yard out route what are you talking about 
bad quarterbacks go on winning streaks. Those Denver teams had a great defense. They had Matt Prater. Tebow was awful until they went to a prevent defense his last drive of the game. Saturday Night Live did a skit on it. They were more accurate than NFL people were. Winning streaks, I guess, make people crazy. Tebow was a fourth string. He's a clip holder. Nice kid. But people went nuts. And I always argued, your eyes don't lie. Watch him throw. But our hearts, they tug at us. Our minds fool us. We root for the underdog. And Tebow was a great story. Southern Christian. Nobody believed in him. Tua, similarly, goes on a winning streak. Five-game winning streak. Woo, the numbers. Four of the five teams that he beat were ranked 31st, 29th, 27th, and 26th in defense. The so-so defense, the Steelers, was middle of the pack, and they scored 16 points. He's small. He said he sometimes can't see over the line. He's been injured in college and pro football. But he does have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. They went and got like a all-time left tackle, upgraded everywhere, brought in a young genius head coach. And in warm weather, standing upright, lots of time, quick release, he pulls off a five-game winning streak. But four of those seven defenses are awful. Context matters. Now, you could say, well, social media is at fault and it's crazy. Social media wasn't as profoundly important or available when Tim Tebow was there. I think it comes down to something very simple, that most people are good people, and we root for the little guy, and we root for the people that nobody believe in. I know a lot of Americans, half this country thinks if, you know, you voted for this guy or if you voted for this person, you're a terrible person, but people can vote for the wrong person from time to time. Most Americans have a good heart, and we root for the undersized person, and we root for the person that's had to have obstacles, and Tebow... It spoke well of us. We were delusional. Many people were, but it spoke well of us. We were rooting for the kid that nobody believed in. And Tebow, you see his hands fence. He's little. It touches your heart. You want that guy to succeed. But it did make me think if he goes to Buffalo after San Francisco and the Chargers and just completely unravels, <laughs> will this guy who currently leads in like Pro Bowl voting Tua led in jersey sales. Tim Tebow led in jersey sales. Tua leads in Pro Bowl voting. They're not anywhere near the best player. But we love their story. And it's a good story. The little guy that nobody believes in is rolling and crushing and on a winning streak. But I do wonder if this, if this game against the Bills, if it just completely unravels, are we looking at a guy that's probably capable of winning some games, even a winning streak. But we fell in love with the story instead of just trusting our eyes that don't really lie. Nick Wright, earlier this week on Tua. Listen, there's Patrick Mahomes, and then there's that next tier of NFL quarterbacks where there's Joe Burrow. Then there's another tier of quarterback that Dak Prescott is in. There's Aaron Rodgers. You know, at this point, is he still in it? I'm not certain. Other guys. And then there's another tier of quarterback. That the top end is your guy, Derek Carr. Tua is in that tier. And by the way, I give him credit for being in that tier. Because going into this year, I thought he was going to be closer to the Marcus Mariota tier. He has proven that is not the case. Which makes... 
Buffalo and Miami, to me, the most interesting game of the week. What is Tua? What was Tebow? We'll find out this weekend. Aaron Rodgers, meanwhile, is discussed a lot on this show. I may criticize Aaron from time to time, but he does put himself out there. He is a content machine. He's a human TikTok, and for that, I like him. Aaron Rodgers was on his YouTube show. He does a a weekly hit on Pat McAfee on the YouTube uh, channel. And he, once again, allowed us into his life and into his head. It's kind of fascinating. Aaron said, I've had a major fear of death. This is why I took psychedelics. Remember the Y2K thing? World was going to end. I was a young teenager and I was like, I'm 16. I'm not going to be able to accomplish anything I want to accomplish. Roger said he struggled with mortality. It relieved a lot of stress, the psychedelic, around the idea of needing to accomplish things before I actually die. Kind of taking away some of that fear. I think I've seen the other side. It makes the idea more of a passage and less of an ending. More of just kind of the next chapter in life. I'm not sure where Aaron or I am going to go when I die. I am not sure if there is a passage. I'm not sure if Aaron just got really, really high. But everybody is different. And I will say this. Aaron's looking for a deeper meaning in life. And I can appreciate that. I see people all over this country. I kind of feel bad for them. Just banging their head against the wall day after day, week after week. Same old tired ideas. That's not who Aaron is. I've said this many times on this show before. He is more artist than accountant. Now, many of the great quarterbacks in my life have been more accountant. Elway, Russell Wilson, Brady, Manning. Aaron's an artist. Conservative and liberals in this country view the world differently, and each party thinks the other is crazy. Neither really is. They just see the world differently. There's a reason that many of the great quarterbacks do think like accountants, because they like repetition, routines, consistency, predictability. That is very easy to be a teammate of because you always know what you're getting from your accountant. He plays by the rules. Repetition. Aaron doesn't. Aaron's a little moodier, more the artist, a little prickly. There's some narcissism, individuality, creativity. He does what he feels like doing in the moment. Greg Cosell on our show in 45 Minutes mentioned this six years ago. He was the first person who put it into a frame that I think everybody can understand. We are dealing at this position with a very unique cat who is more artist than accountant. Here's Greg Cosell. The reality is when you watch Aaron Rodgers, and it takes nothing away from his performances over the years, but he's not truly a rhythm player, Colin. He's kind of an offbeat player, an off-rhythm player. He's more like a jazz beat. He's a second reaction player. Uh, And very often, there are throws that are there within the rhythm of the play and the timing of the play, and he doesn't make those throws. Now, he might move around and then make another throw, but... There are times against really good defenses where that doesn't work. It's tough to be consistent that way against higher-level defenses. And maybe that explains some of his struggles in the playoff, that he is harder for teammates to understand. Even the way Aaron throws, we've noted this for years, off his back foot, that doesn't fit into the conventional mechanics of how you'd throw the ball. But he throws it so damn well and so accurately and so on point and so fast. It's just Aaron. He is totally different. 
and I want to understand that uniqueness. And Aaron, to his credit, lets us in. He is vulnerable. And I like that about him. I really do. He's a content machine. And some of it I find fascinating. Some of these more successful quarterbacks, Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson and Brady, I've got to be honest, personally, they're kind of boring. I'd like to have a beer with Aaron. I'd like to sit down. He'd probably order a Pinot or a tequila. I'm more accountant. I just order a beer. But in the end, Green Bay has probably never been an ideal fit. He feels like the quarterback of an L.A. team or San Francisco, you know, California. But I do appreciate Aaron willing to be vulnerable, willing to put it out there, because so few star athletes do. So for that, tip of the cap to Aaron. See, I do say nice things, too. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources hi let's talk about pro plan sport pro plan sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours so whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run Start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. By the way, you think the Tebow Tua comparison's weird. They're both from the SEC. Both have great religious convictions. Tebow, a better athlete. Tua, a better thrower. Both won national titles. Both had two of the top five college coaches ever. And both were at NFL football factories at the time they were there. Both had great skill players, great protection in college. Both come to the NFL. They both have huge doubters all around the league. But Miami drafts him and tries to get rid of Tua immediately after getting him. Benches him for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then goes on a winning streak. Tua gets drafted Uh, Tebow gets drafted in the first round and there's doubters in the organization just like with Tua there's doubters in the Miami organization then he goes on a winning streak and then he's eventually exposed my point is what if Tua gets rolled this weekend he gets exposed there is a Tebow quality to Tua 
they're both wildly popular because they're underdogs and have doubters. But when Tebow was drafted by Denver, I had a source in the building, a source paid by the Broncos in the building that said half the building didn't think Tebow could play. When Tua got picked by the Dolphins, Brian Flores tried to move him twice. The GM tried to move him twice. They benched him for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I do feel there's a real alignment. Tua's a much better thrower. Tebow's a much bigger, better athlete. But if he gets exposed this weekend, will we be saying, will Miami be saying, in this division with Josh Allen, there's Patrick Mahomes, there's Joe Burrow, there's Lamar Jackson, there's Justin Herbert, there's... We can't win with this. That's what Denver eventually did and went and got Peyton Manning. What would Miami do? Eventually move off Tua, who's now kind of semi-popular, and they would go big in the market. They probably wouldn't draft. They're too good. They'd go out in the market and go get a Derek Carr. So there's a lot of similarities here as much as people push back. You may push back on Tua. That's exactly what I got with Tebow. People thought I was nuts. Seven-game winning streak, five-game Tua winning streak. SEC, very popular. Limitations, questions in the building. Throwing it out there. By the way, NFL meetings happening right now with the owners, that's boring. But something that comes out of the meetings over the next few days is not boring. The NFL will now discuss making roughing the passer reviewable and more ejections for illegal hits on quarterbacks, more like college Let's just say this. Only 13 quarterbacks this year have started every game. Over 50 different quarterbacks have started this year. Tonight, the 49ers will be potentially on their fourth quarterback of the season against the Seahawks. There's a reason the NFL is doing this. When you go to see a Broadway play and you pay big money and you're excited, and you take your partner and you spend big money. It's a night on the town in New York. And they announce that Hugh Jackman or Nathan Lane is sick. And you get the understudy. You're disappointed. You ever buy pay-per-view for a UFC fight or a boxing match. And that gets canceled and you get the undercard as the main event. You feel ripped off. Tonight the Niners will be on their fourth quarterback of the year potentially. I would rather complain about a roughing the passer call on Justin Herbert for three minutes, then watch his backup for three hours or three weeks. I thought this was a horrible call, absolutely horrible. But I get it. I absolutely get it. That's why I criticized the NFL for adding a 17th game. It was total greed. That's just 10, 12 more hits on quarterbacks that they don't need. They've even alleviated hitting in high school and college for quarterbacks. You can't touch them in the NFL at practice. Matt Stafford this year has like four different ailments. And he's not old. He's mid-30s. So as much as we complain for three minutes about that Justin Herbert hit, would you want to watch his backup for two months? I wouldn't. 50-plus quarterbacks have played this year. The Seahawks-Niners tonight doesn't feel nearly as interesting. Shouldn't even count. I won't even want to watch it, but have to if Josh Johnson starts. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I am not a sports romantic. I don't collect baseball cards. I did when I was like eight. Okay. 
But it's official. UCLA and USC are now officially going to the Big Ten Conference. By the way, we all knew it was happening, but it's California. It's very political, blah, blah, blah. you got to play the game. <laughs> but in the end, everybody knew it was going to happen, and everybody's kind of rolling their eyes at the uh, very politically driven UC regents. So in the end, UCLA is going. I, I want to say this. is So I am much more of a new over-nostalgia guy. I'm not a sports romantic at all. It's why baseball doesn't connect with me. I like now the game this weekend. I'm decluttering my house every three weeks. <laughs> um, and so I can't wait for USC Michigan, USC Iowa, USC Wisconsin at Camp Randall. I can't wait for UCLA in the shoe and Ohio State out here in the Rose Bowl. I like new stuff. But it's okay if you don't. It is okay if you like tradition. And I'll give you a story. This will last about two and a half minutes. I bored my staff this morning. But I'd, I'd been married to my wife, Anne, for a long time. And my ex-wife I get along with still, but we were both creatures of habit. And so when I uh, – uh, uh, and, and it made my life, I thought, a little predictable. And so um, we still get along, but I, but I marry Anne. Anne's an artist. My wife, a designer and artist, she sees things before they happen. I, I need to see things happen and then have an opinion on them. And so I went when I moved my family from California, uh, from Connecticut to California, I started seeing a therapist because there was a lot of movement. I felt some guilt moving my family, kids out of school. So I went and saw a therapist. And after about 10 to 12 times in the final meeting with this California therapist, he said to me, well, the reason uh, you guys are different, he said, uh, is because you can't see the frog. And I said, I don't, I don't know what that means. Is that a term in psychology? He goes, Colin, you can't see the frog, and your wife would have seen it first time here. And I still didn't understand what he was saying. And he said, the reason you can talk to yourself for three hours a day, you can live in a tunnel. Your wife is an artist and a creator. He goes, move your eyes up one inch. And I did. And there was a frog hanging from the light. I never saw it. And I realized in that moment, my wife, the artist, and me more the accountant, we had a very turbulent dating life. We, she broke up with me six times. And then we'd get married and we'd have these arguments. I mean, we love each other, but we'd have arguments. And I realized in that moment, we're just different. It's great. It's wonderful. But I, I don't have her brain. I don't have her ability. I can't see things she can see. So when she says things and I don't get it, instead of bickering and arguing, just love her and say, how lucky am I to have somebody that can see stuff I can't? And so when UCLA and USC go to the Big Ten, a lot of people don't like it. They like tradition. They like Iowa, Nebraska. They like the 70s, 80s, 90s. I love the transfer portal. I love NIL. I wish the playoffs started tomorrow. I love USC and UCLA moving. That's just how my brain works. I like new over nostalgia. I like risks. I like going for it. I get bored easily. But it's okay. There are a lot of people out there. They collect clocks and baseball cards and books and photo albums. And it's just a big turn on for them. And I totally get it. The Big Ten has a wonderful tradition, and they don't like these California schools coming in here. I can't wait for it. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? 
along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game, we're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. And with that, we move to Greg Cosell. All right, Greg Cosell, sorry to bother you and bore you with my story about the frog and my therapist. I, I apologize for that. That's all right. I was looking for the frog. I couldn't find one in my office. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to be seen as a guy picking on Tua, but theoretically I said, Tebow was an athlete who couldn't throw. Tua's not a great athlete who's very accurate but has size issues. And I said, if he unravels again this weekend, in a division that's got cold-weather Jets, cold-weather New England, cold-weather Buffalo, there's going to be a lot of late November, December, January games, and if he unravels, that Miami front office may be saying to themselves, you know, maybe we should call Tom Brady again or Aaron Rodgers. What are you seeing on tape? Does Tua really worry you that he's just maybe not built for these moments like Saturday where it's going to be windy and snowy and messy? Well, you know what? I think we know what Tua's strengths are and limitations are. I don't think that's a mystery. I think last week the Chargers chose to play a certain way because Brandon Staley, he's he's pretty aggressive. So he decided to play a lot of man coverage and a lot of cover two. And in cover two, you can also press receivers at the line of scrimmage. Most teams, pretty much all teams, Colin, have not done that because they're afraid of their speed. He just said, I'm going to be aggressive. So what is Tua's strength? Tua's strength is quick drop, quick set, get the ball out. So you can't pressure him in a normal down and distance situation. So the only way to sort of slow down the passing game is to pressure the receivers. Teams wouldn't do that because of the speed of Waddle and Hill. The Chargers did. And Tua got stuck a little bit. The windows weren't there. The easy throws weren't there. It was tougher. So now the question is, can they adjust? Does Tua have the skill set where he can adjust uh, based on the scheme that the team will adjust to. That's really the question, if more teams play man. But we know Tua's not a big-armed guy. We know Tua can't really drive the football down the field. These were things that were known. McDaniels put together a really good plan, and now it's time to see what the adjustment is. So Trevor Lawrence is somebody that about a year ago you said, Colin, he's not Andrew Luck, pump the brakes. Uh, you, said yeah. he's, you said he's talented. But it does feel like in the last four to five weeks, some light has gone on. Now he faces the Cowboys this weekend. That's a totally different defense. But what does the film say about the growth of Trevor Lawrence? I would say a number of things here. Number one, they've gotten him to be quicker on his drop, on his set, and his delivery. Long-limbed quarterbacks tend not to be quick. They've really speeded him up in a good way. Uh, number two, in a game like last week against the Titans where the Titans cannot rush the quarterback and their secondary has major injuries. So they were playing a safety as their slot corner. It was a really good situation for him. And he was able to drop back and be really decisive. That's one of the things I've noticed over the last number of weeks, much more decisive, not getting stuck in the pocket balls coming out. 
I mean, over the last five games, I believe he's got 10 touchdowns and no picks. Yep. And you can see he's a much more confident, aggressive thrower of the football, making the kinds of throws you have to make in the NFL that prior, I'm not sure he was that comfortable pulling the trigger. So they've speeded him up. I think he's seeing things more clearly. Don't forget, it's essentially the Andy Reid style of offense. That's Doug Peterson's background. And that very often, particularly against defenses that are somewhat predictable, that usually presents defined reads and throws. And Lawrence is playing at a high level within the context of that offense. Jared Goff, I think, is pretty easy to pull for. He got all the blame in Los Angeles. And you look, mm-hmm. when he's comfortable at a dome, good weather, I remember watching him outduel Patrick Mahomes on Monday Night Football. He throws a beautiful football when he has time to set. Muddy pocket, he struggles. Not a great athlete. So he, once again, he's putting up numbers. Can he keep it up? Has he grown? Or is it just, again, circumstantially, he's getting good spots to succeed? Well, I think, again, it's understanding the quarterback's strength and his limitations. You know what they've done a lot of, and they're really, really good at it, is play action and conventional play action with the quarterback under center, which he is used to from his days with McVay and the Rams. Because don't forget, when your quarterback is under center, there's a couple of things that happen there. One is the mesh point takes longer to show up because the quarterback has to take three or four steps to get to the back. So what does that mean? Linebackers, second-level defenders, they have to wait and see what happens. They can't just retreat if it's zone coverage. They have to wait till that play action clears, and it takes longer to clear as opposed to when you're in the gun. So they've put him under center. They run play action. He gets cleaner pockets. As you said, he happens to be a pretty thrower of the football. That was never an issue when he came out of Cal. When he's clean and secure in the pocket, he throws a beautiful ball. And Ben Johnson, the OC for the the Lions, the young guy, he does a really good job because you know what? He gets receivers open. And when when a quarterback feels that he can deliver the ball comfortably, he looks pretty good. Yeah. I want to ask you, uh, so we talked to uh, Josh Allen. So early in the season, he was making a lot of mistakes in the red zone, and I pushed my, – my theory on that was they're not running the ball, they bail on the run, and in those red zone opportunities, the run game really becomes an ally and a friend because it's a very congested yeah. area. Now as they've sustained more of a run game, fewer mistakes. He has an ally. He doesn't have to make his congested throws, and he's still a remarkable athlete. Is there anything, though – that does concern you on film about what you're seeing with the Bills' offense. Yeah, it does. I Look, I think because of Josh Allen and the playoff, the two playoff games he had a year ago, there was a sense leading into the season, and we probably all bought into it, so I'm not going to say I was immune because he's really a special talent, to just think, hey, Josh Allen is so good, this team's great. But if you really analyze this team and study their tape carefully – you see a couple of flaws. Number one, their O-line is probably average at best. And even though the run game, as you mentioned, at times has gotten a little better, in reality, it's not a consistent week-to-week run game. They didn't run the ball well at all this past week, and they didn't run it with any volume. So they don't really run the ball with the kind of consistency and sustainability that you need. And I think when you look at their receiver position, Colin, it's really Stephon Diggs. 
Gabriel Davis has not really become a true yeah. number two. Yeah. He's become a vertical threat that shows up every once in a while. Why do you think Cole Beasley is back there now? Uh, and who knows if he plays this weekend? I guess he might. But this team, when you look at their offense, is really not as talented overall as I think we all thought they were leading into this season because we looked at Josh Allen and kind of spread him over the whole offense because Josh Allen is obviously supremely gifted, but you can't do that by yourself every week. That's too hard. So I want to move to a team that may be facing Buffalo in the playoffs, Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, situationally, he just yep. makes the right decision and throws the ball accurately to the right place. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's it, he's not jumping over people. He's not putting on the Herbert no. cape. Um, the other thing I like is they have a two-headed run game. But obviously, the O-line is improved. You can talk about this because he's not getting hit as much. He's got more time, it feels like. Yeah, and I think there's a combination there. It's still – the O-line has played together a lot this year. I think all five guys have started every game, I think. And they're a little better. But I will say this. I think one thing Burrow had to learn when he got to Cincinnati through his first couple of years was how to compensate and camouflage for O-line concerns. And I think he's done that better and better. So he's not getting sacked as much. His movement is really efficient. You know what word comes to mind when I watch Burrow? Quiet. Everything he does seems quiet, Colin, doesn't it? He never looks like he's doing anything fast. He never looks hurried. Even when he moves, he just looks quiet. But I think he had to learn how to move to help his offensive line, whether it's stepping up, whether it's sliding, whatever the movement may be, he has really learned how to do that really effectively, and that has helped both his offensive line and him. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and Y 467 369 In Connecticut, 
Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. They will face Tampa. Um, Anytime a quarterback gets old, we ask, is he washed or is it the system, the scheme, or the offensive line? Tom Brady on film. What does it say? I mean, the bottom line, the film tells you that he's not playing particularly well uh, in addition to the fact that others are not. Uh, clearly the offensive line is a little bit of a problem. They can't run the ball. But what's happened is Brady is getting more pressure, more bodies closer. And you can see watching Brady, he does not want to get hit and he does not want to get sacked. So what happens is, is he falls away from a lot of throws and he just essentially throws the ball away. Uh, And he's also missed some throws, Colin. I'm sure you've seen it. He has missed some throws that we are absolutely used to seeing him make. Now, I don't know if it's because he's anticipating pressure, is not comfortable in the pocket. I can't tell you why he misses the throws, but he has missed throws over the last month that he just has not missed in his career. But he's clearly not a comfortable player. My sense is he's anticipating pressure and perceiving pressure that sometimes is not there. All right, Geno Smith. Um, There's an old term, regression to the mean. So his rise is pretty uh, unprecedented. Bust back up to second-best passer rating in the league. This weekend, what do you know? Faces a good defense, doesn't have the running game, and he looks pretty ordinary. What does the film say, the real Geno? I mean, Seattle's got two first-round picks. I doubt they're going to get this high in the first round in a long time. So they may, they're probably yeah. going to go get a quarterback. What does the tape say on the reality of what Geno Smith is today? Yeah, I don't think he played poorly this past week against Carolina. Carolina happens to have a really, really good defense, a very challenging defense to play against. Uh, and I thought, for instance, the first throw of the game, which was an interception, was an unbelievable play by J.C. Horn. And I could understand watching that 15 times with my remote in my office, why he threw the ball and Horn just made a great play. Um, But I think Geno Smith, for the most part, has played well. I think he knows where to go with the football. I think the biggest thing with him is to stay within the structure of the offense. Yeah. Look, we understand what Geno is. Geno is not going to be Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, or he's certainly not Joe Burrow. But I think... If he can stay within the structure, and of course, that structure demands a run game, Colin, which they did not have last week. You know, Kenneth Walker was out. They could not run the ball. So he needs a complete offense, a fully dimensional offense, and and good play calling and the use of play action boot. A number of variables all have to work for him to be successful. They know that. 
you know, even though he's having a really good season, no one is suggesting that he's a top three or top five quarterback in the league. All right, let's move to, before we get to the big play, just some thoughts. Uh, You, I'm sure, saw some Brock Purdy at Iowa State. He's a gamer. He's not big, but he's big enough. 6'1 and a half, 210, 215. Pretty accurate thrower. Kind of a rhythm guy. Can get out of rhythm, as you told us a couple weeks ago. He can get a little sloppy. That's what my scout, Lance uh, Zerline, said. Gets a little sloppy. But uh, he does. I got to be honest, I watch him. It feels like they're calling mostly the same game. Usually, if you go to a backup, <laughs> the offense can change, right? You know, if 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 Allen gets hurt and Case Keenum comes in, there's stuff they're not calling. It kind of looks like Kyle's calling the same offense. I'm sure he is because it's an offense that, and I hate to use this term, but it, it, it's quarterback friendly. I mean, <laughs> look what happened when Nick Mullins came in a couple of years ago. Um, you know, Purdy is. He can be streaky. Like you said, he can get out of rhythm. But I think he gives them two things that Kyle will be happy about. One is he moves better than Garoppolo. So you're going to see the play-action boot game, which we saw last week, which was effective. He throws better on the run, and he's just a lighter athlete than Garoppolo. And the other thing he does give them is he gives them some second reaction movement. That was not something Garoppolo did very well. Garoppolo would stay in the pocket, stay in the pocket. He didn't move very much at all. He'd often get sacked if if it got too late in the down. Purdy can give you second reaction movement, and we saw that a week ago. So I think that will help Kyle in the way he calls a game. I don't think he's going to change the way he calls a game because I think their offense is – it's not built on the fact that the quarterback has to have a gun and make these throws that we see, you know, with Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or those kinds of quarterbacks make. I think it's built on structure. It's built on thematic concepts. And can Purdy handle that? Yes, he can. The question is, will he get streaky? Will he make some throws that you just go, hey, you can't make those throws? We don't know that. He's played two games but there's no question he's looked very good in two games. All right, the big play of the week is with Brock Purdy. Yeah, let's take a look. This was a touchdown to McCaffrey, a a passing touchdown, obviously, 27-yard touchdown. And this play is, in many ways, classic Kyle Shanahan. And we'll see why momentarily. Here you have Purdy. He's in the gun. Now, the 49ers are in a two-by-two set here. Now, what they're going to get here is they're going to get the Bucs rushing six. They're going to rush six and essentially then play man-to-man across the board. So this could be called zero coverage because there won't be a free defender. So it's going to be all-out pressure. Now, here's what Kyle does. He puts George Kittle in the backfield, and he puts Christian McCaffrey split out wide. So McCaffrey is going to be matched by Logan Ryan, who's a safety and has played corner in the league. And Look at Logan Ryan carefully here. Look at his body position and his eyes. He's looking inside. The reason, Colin, is because he's playing the pressure. He's anticipating the ball's going to have to come out quick on an in-breaking route. And it doesn't come out quick on an in-breaking route. And, in fact, it's a touchdown. So now you're going to see it even more clearly here. You can really see Logan Ryan looking inside. He's anticipating the quick throw. Look at him. It doesn't happen. Oh. And he gets beat over the top. So this was a really well-designed concept. They blocked it up well, and Purdy made the throw. This was actually a really, really good throw by Purdy, too, to the outside. This was one of those throws where you just say, really good ball placement, really good throw. And he's made a bunch of those in his two games playing. 
All right. We'll see him next Thursday before the Christmas uh, weekend. As always, happy holidays, Greg Cosell, NFL Films. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Vaughn Miller is now joining us. Two rings, all-decade team, 12 years. He's now in rehab. So let me ask you. Last time I saw you, you didn't see me. You were at Wally's in Santa Monica after the Super Bowl having a big party. <laughs> and I walked by, and I was going to say hi, but you were having too much fun, and I, I moved it by. So you go from Santa Monica, L.A., Thousand Oaks, beautiful weather, to Buffalo, and all I've ever heard about Buffalo is that it's the nicest people in America. Tell me about Buffalo. They, 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 they were not lying. Um, Buffalo definitely has – you know, some of the nicest people in America and some great food. Um, you know, L.A. Is, is L.A. And the things that make L.A. special or what make L.A. special, and you know, from the clubs to, like, you know, Wally's and Delilah's and the nice guy and, you know, all of those spots. You know, Buffalo doesn't have that. Um, but what we do have are great people. I'm here at the Buffalo Bills organization. You know, everybody cares about football the same way that the Rams organization cared about football. So, they have similarities in that in that area. Um, Coach McDermott only cares about winning. Coach McVay only cared about winning. Um, you know, we're not in Calabasas. We're in Orchard Park. You know, it's uh, it's snowy. It's cold. But if you really want to play football, if you really love football, if you want to win, if you want another opportunity to go to the Super Bowl multiple times, you know, Buffalo is the place to be. So you were on this Rams team. You came in, you were inserted, started getting like eight, nine sacks in 12 games. You felt the momentum building. Now you're with Buffalo. Though you were hurt, again, this is a wildly talented team. When you look at the Rams and the Bills, are they similar? Do they have the same kind of cultural feel in terms of talent and ascension toward a Super Bowl? Um, Player-wise, player wise, no, they're two totally different teams, two totally different makeups. But, um, you know, culture-wise, uh, infrastructure-wise, yes, man, they're, they're so similar, man. Um, you know, from, from Coach McDermott to Coach McVay. Of course, Coach McVay, there's nobody like Coach McVay. Um, nobody like Coach McDermott, but they, they're similar and wanting to win. You know, Les Snead is all about winning, getting guys in here that want to win. Um, Brandon Bean is the same exact way. Um, you know, the, 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 from Kelsey, you know, here with the Buffalo Bills and, and Sophie with the Los Angeles Rams, you know, they help out their players to put them in, in great positions to win. And it's so similar, like it's, it's scary, you know, uh, off the field. But two totally different makeups. One team has Aaron Donald. Another team has Josh Allen. So, you know, they both have Hall of Fame players. But when it comes to guys on the field, two totally different makeups of the team. But outside of the football field, man, it's all love. And they want to put their players in, in positions to win for sure. Have you ever seen a quarterback like Josh Allen? What do you make of him? No, Josh Allen is a, is a creature. He, he's, he's one of one. Um, I've been around great quarterbacks before. I've been around Hall of Fame, uh, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks before from, you know, Matthew, Matthew Stafford to Peyton Manning. And, um, you know, he's similar to, to Peyton when it comes to, a, you know, a humor-wise. Um, but, you know, everybody's totally different. Josh, Josh is really like the Will Ferrell of quarterbacks. Like, if they made a movie and they had, like, a football movie and it was Josh, like, Will Ferrell has to play Josh Allen. He's so lighthearted, man. He doesn't take anything serious. And I think that, um, you know, his teammates and everybody around him, they, they love him from that because it's Josh Allen. He's such a huge figure. Um, but when you get in a locker room with him, when you get on a football field with him, like, 
he's all about winning. He's all about having fun. He's all about being one of the guys, man. It's, it's refreshing. And I can speak for my teammates in that. Okay, it's going to be cold in Buffalo, and here come the Miami Dolphins. How do you think they'll react to what will be a charming December night in Buffalo? I mean, I don't think it'd be nothing that they're not used to. They're playing the AFC East. They're playing the Patriots. They're playing the Jets. You know, they play the Buffalo Bills, you know, twice a year. It's nothing that, you know, in the NFL, you're going to have to play some cold games. You know, and some teams get more cold games than others, but every single team on the schedule is going to play in a cold game, maybe even one or two cold games that season. And, yeah. You know, this week is no different. So I think the, I think the Miami Dolphins will be ready. I think we'll be ready as well, and it'll be a, a really good game come Saturday night. But I do think it's an advantage for Vaughn, the Bills. It is harder to play in cold weather, and I do think it toughens you up. I mean, have you noticed that, that you can deal with stuff now? You guys practice in cold weather. You walk around to the grocery store in cold weather. Yeah, yeah it's, it's different for me because I was in Denver, and you know Denver is, is, is cold as well, and but it's nothing like Buffalo. You know, Buffalo is cold, plus it's rainy, plus it's windy. <laughs> you know, plus, you know, you got the fans right here all on your back. And when you when you drive, when you land at the airport in Orchard Park, you know you're in Orchard Park. We live here. We're used to this. We know it's, it's all about football here. But coming from Miami and you land in Orchard Park, that I feel like that has, you know, more effect, more effect on guys than, you know, the actual cold or the game. You know, it's just such a, a culture shock. It's different here. All we care about is, is football, winning games. We, we love the Sabres as well. Um, we have really good wings, and we have really good people, and that is it, and that's all we care about. Doritos, you're partnering with them. Name that triangle contest. What is it? You know, so my own haircut, um, you know, caught the eye of Doritos, and we partnered um, to create this name, uh, name my triangle, name your triangle um, campaign, and it's, it's super cool. You know, it gives fans, you know, the opportunity to swag out their own triangle. Um, it gives them the opportunity to, to give their own personal take on, on my haircut. And the winner gets, you know, two tickets to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. So I think me being a partner with uh, Frito-Lay, me being a partner with, um, you know, Doritos was, was a long time coming. But the triangle just sped everything up, man. And it's, it's really, really cool to be in this position and really, really cool to give the fans, you know, opportunity to, um, you know, create these triangle haircuts and opportunity to create a platform for them to show it off. 2015, a ring with the Broncos. Last year with the Rams, Vaughn Miller is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer or Super Bowl MVP on the defensive side. Good luck in your rehab, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Colin. I appreciate you having me on the show. It's always a treat, man. I'm a huge fan of you, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Vaughn. Take care, bud. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 